And welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. Back for another week here in Central Ohio. You are back in Central Ohio, Craig. Welcome. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I'm back. Um, and I'm not sure I like in the temps right now. It's spitting snow. It's like 30 degrees and, um, not liking that because I was down in Tennessee and Tennessee had some pretty decent weather. I mean, anything is decent compared to what we've had here the last yeah. few days. Well, we were in the sixties. Um, we were not. I know. I saw, yeah. I, I kept watching. I kept tabs and, and then when you text me, um, or Snapchatted me Sunday morning, yesterday morning, I was, yeah. um, on my getting ready to head out to head back and it was like 48 degrees where I was and you were getting, you had, you were in snow. I was not. It happy. was snow country. I, was not I thought you loved snow, Frosty. I do until hunting season's over. Uh, okay. <laughs> then it's like, okay, bring on okay. the flowers and the sunshine. See, I like myself. I'm I'm just balanced straight out. I just straight don't out. like it from the beginning to the end. But um, yeah, so uh, back had a good time and um, got good. to uh, spend some time with some friends and uh, went through Cades Cove. Was in mm. the mountains and um, I love it down there. I just love it. It's a, I literally hardly think about anything. Yeah, anything. beautiful. When I'm down there, it's just, uh, I'm kind of like an Irish setter down there. There's nothing going through my mind. Right. I can just stare for hours. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if you've ever been to Cades Cove before. I'm sure you have. Maybe I've not. I've been in know. the area. I don't know if I've been through that section. Sometimes. Yeah, it's 11 mile circle. Takes about three hours to go through because the people. Um, but it's well worth it because yeah. you can hike, you can do all kinds of stuff. The, the beauty of the, of Cades Cove, even though it wasn't summer and even though it wasn't fall, there was still like, uh, the pear trees with the white on them and mm-hmm. they had the, yeah. they had redbud trees mm-hmm. and, um, and you have all this stuff and then you got like wildlife running through there. I don't know how anybody can drive through a place like Cades Cove or be on a mountain and think that there's no God. Right. I, I really don't. I mean, you have to say there's got to be something. Exactly. Because there's nothing that, get, this is, it's so vast and so large yeah. and so awing as many times as I've seen it. It's mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. So, but, um, but here you were back in central Ohio. Here I was, you know, yeah. manning the weather, shooting my bow in 36 degree weather. Yeah. Well, that's, you like this weather. Yeah. You're a snow angel type guy. I, we, we, so we went to an archery shoot, um, south of Columbus Saturday morning. I, I, I decided to be, you know, a big boy. And so I wore my heated vest. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It was chilly, man. But thankfully, it actually wasn't that bad. Um, I did turn my heated vest on for a bit, but the wind wasn't blowing, so that's uh-huh. good. Now, I know the forecast here coming up is not quite that fortunate. He's just shaking his head. Craig is, is, is excited to be back in the wind country. I am not. I am not. And, uh, um, it, it's one of those things where it's just like, I'm over it. I was over it a long time ago, but I'm over it and um, can't wait to move move on. So uh, Skillet has a song car called "Sick of It," and they're like, "Are you sick? Are you sick? Are you sick of yes, it?" It's yes, like, yes, yes. That's but I'm going to tell you what winter. I'm not sick of, and this is something that um, I know we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, and I wasn't going to talk about it today, but we had a gift given to us. But um, I'm not sick of. Possum. And I did good. Just by the way, oh, I was given the gift and said, "Do not open this until Craig gets back." There's something in there for each of you. It's a snack, and, and I thought, "Awesome, Werther's or something like that." Better, better. It is better. It's two cans of creamed possum with sweet potatoes garnished in coon fat gravy. I mean, that just sounds eloquent. Like garnished. Uh, that's you know, twice now that I've yeah. said eloquent. That's yeah. well, we, we yeah. got to stop that. And, and I like the um I like the um I like the back of it, you know. It says, you know, <laughs> I can't hardly read. I'm going to read I'm going to read the ingredients. Uh, okay, read the ingredients. From the highways yeah, yeah. of USA. So yeah. made in USA. That it's already a check mark there. 
It says prime. So it's not just regular, but prime roadkill possum. Well, that means it's fresh. It means it's exactly. fresh. Exactly. Yeah. Cooked to perfection with wild ramps and greens. Boiled sweet potatoes. One better nap. Simmered in coon fat gravy. Oh, that, you know, you know what that does? It kind of, it kind of like balances out right. the, the taste. Yeah. And then it says for best results, serve cold while still greasy. Not, it doesn't get much better than that. And I that. love their motto. Yeah. Their motto is help keep our roadsides clean, eat more possum. Uh, that's true. And, you know, like I told you a few weeks ago, you know, I saw possum and his eyes are crusty and his nose is dry. You can't just, just can't pass him it. by. Just pass him by. But, you know, if his nose is still wet. I like that. Good. If his eyes are crusty and his nose are dry, just pass him by. Uh, for the hard to satisfy gourmet palate, this is what it says. <laughs> <laughs> For, <laughs> we're not jo- we're not making this no, up. No, no. This for, was a gift. For it is a case can. that you'll never forget from the hills of Possum Valley. And it says, um, I think it was one one holler over from where it's I made grew by up. the Department of Highway Roadkill Division. You squash them, we dish them. You squash says. them, we dish them. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Possum Valley was like the next holler over from where I grew up in Virginia. Oh, I'm sure, 100%. So make sure you guys are paying attention. If you're already li- listening to this, you'll know you'll notice that we have a new graphic, and um, it includes the can of possum. The can of possum. So you're, so. you're going to want to make sure you. So share big that shout out! Thank you, Sue, for the laughs this morning. Um, we, as much as I want to open it and see what's inside. I don't want to tarnish the value of it, so mm-hmm. I, I don't want to diminish that. So I think I'm just going to keep it as is. You know, we were talking to Sue, and you know, I, the can it shakes. It does. And so I'm, I told her, I said, it sounds like dehydrated possum. Exactly. Is what it sounds like. But um, there was one thing I did tell her um, this morning that I've, I haven't really told. I've told you this before, but um, if if you take the possum tail and you slice it finely and you fry it in oil and butter and you well, you throw, said earlier the air fryer, you could do the air I mean, fryer. If, you, if you're looking to have you like know. Mike sells quality potato chips, there you go. Their tail, it, it, they're smaller chips, but possum if you slice chips. possum chips. Awesome. And, you know, those go well with um, queso, goes well with um, – what? <laughs> uh, tomorrow's Taco Tuesday. I'll see if I don't – and it's cold like, enough outside. I'll see if I can come up on a exactly. roadkill possum. Exactly. Do it. So, yeah, thanks, Sue, for all that. Appreciate and that. Uh, I didn't realize last week when um, we talked about possum and gave the uh, ingredients and gave or gave the recipe, so many people were going to comment about it. So, but um, – Yeah, we got – We got to get off the possum. Got quite a bit we, of kickback. We may lose all of our listeners. Yeah, this is it, you know. Or people will be searching for the uh, canned possum with um, coon gravy. Coon gravy. Mm. I am yeah. hungry now. You know, I am too. I am too. You know, nothing better than dipping um, possum chips in the coon gravy. Wow. <laughs> wow. So anyways. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it's cold. <laughs> it is cold. <laughs> and it's cold. that's a big advantage when you're finding roadkill on the road. It is. It it's is. cold. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. So anyway. But anyway, yeah, it's good to be back and good to be <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Oh, Hit the ground running. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Right, right. Oh man. So, um, but yeah, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you since maybe Tuesday of last week. So, yeah. 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 Because I actually, them. Wednesday, I remember that I, I was going to be in, but I didn't see you Wednesday morning because I had to make a, uh, emergency trip to the dentist. I know. Remember right? that? I do remember that. I, Tuesday, like I've had a, a tooth that I, I could feel like had a, a cavity in it, had a hole in it. And, uh, 
and it wasn't bothering me. It was, you know, I was catching some food in it and whatnot, but for some reason Tuesday, man, it just started like a dull aching pain. And I'm like, I've got to call. And so I called and was like, Hey, do you have any openings in the next few days? And they were like, we can get you in tomorrow at 10. I'm like, perfect. I'll see you then. And, you and went in and had it filled mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. better now. That, that helps out, doesn't it? It does help out. <laughs> yeah. It does. Helps when you're chewing that possum up. It does. Mm-hmm. I, I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to get my, my fill of possum this week without it. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh but yeah, it's gosh. been a, been a so, while, so you know we're catching we up. Did, we didn't make coffee today. We we just came in with what we came in with, and um, I'm actually drinking Black Rifle Beyond Black. Um, I brought that from home. So nice. No no uh, no shock here. I'm drinking Black Rifle as well. Okay. And mine is Beyond Black also. Oh, it is not. It is. That was one of Get my. Of that was one of my bags. That was here. one of my surprise bags this month. Really. One of my favorite. It, that is one of my favorite blends that they make. Really. It's smooth. It's dark. It's good. So I have a question to ask you. Mm-hmm. You spoke yesterday. I did. Were you over time? Because I, I was told to ask you, and that I said, "Well, I'm gonna ask him, but he's got to tell the truth." And they said, "Well, I'll tell you the truth. Here's what it was." But go ahead and ask him. So um, I'm assuming it. this was Allison. Nope. No. Nope. Was it Randy? Nope. No. Nope. Was it my wife? Nope. Corey. Nope. Okay, I'm done with guesses. Was it Sue? Nope. So, were you over time? I was over time. How much? Well, I was over first service by, what, a couple minutes and some change. Okay. Second service, I was over a little bit more, but you know how that is with second service. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, but you anyway, do, absolutely. How, how, how far were you over? Five minutes and something. So, However, I, w- I was told that I should be allowed to withdraw from your... So, so here's the difference. You really don't know who told me, do you? I don't. Think. Come on. Initials are KB. Oh, Kevin Beal. I'm going to come for you. I thought we were friends. <laughs> thought we were brothers. Come on. KB. So um, so here's the difference, okay. though. When you speak. Oh, there's a difference. There okay, is a difference yeah, because yeah. you speak, you get your allotted time, you're done, we sing a song. And then I do the communion lead in and which pray for hours. communion, which can be hours. Hours. I did that at the back end of my sermon yesterday and led into communion. We didn't do a song out of okay. out of my message, so so that technically shouldn't the the t- stop the clocks should have stopped before as I started the communion lead in because oh, okay. technically should not have went against my sermon time. If your jaws are moving, it counts. My jaws are always moving. This is true. Now it doesn't work that way with me. The uh, when exactly. I get up and I pre ramble, pre ramble doesn't count. And then when I have everybody stand for prayer, that does not count. Prayer spiritual time does not count. So, right? So like we're just, just living in the just looking at me living <laughs> in the twilight zone. It's like where does that time go then? It it goes to you exactly. So that you got oh, and I feel that and I do, <laughs> I do. <laughs> You don't know how good you have it. I know. I got it really good. Right? I do know that. Thank you very much for making me so good. <laughs> exactly. You're welcome. Uh, well, but, anyway, no, that was that. that uh, he, he told me to ask him. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm coming after him on that one. Well, you should. I'm going to. I think he can take you, but go for it. <laughs> hey, he may be able to. I'll you get, might be out outrunning. I'll get one punch in and I'll run. He got to yeah, catch he, me. He's not going to be able to catch you because he, he doesn't run. Exactly. So, yeah. So there you go. But yeah. uh, so anything else going on? Something really good or yeah, big week this week for me. What about the time change? Time change was I, actually I, it wasn't as bad as you know, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad. Um, although I am a little tired today. Yeah, I'm a little bit tired, but not really. Yeah. 
<laughs> that makes sense. I'm tired, but not I'm a really. little bit tired, but not tired, but, but, but see, I'm I, not. But I ran. I'm in, but I'm out. And I, I ran. Yes, down. <laughs> I ran yesterday, but it wasn't till the evening. Okay, and that was like almost five and a half miles. And then I got up and I ran this morning a little over three miles. So that maybe is why I'm a little tired. Right. I am tired, but I'm not. <laughs> right. But no, like I. But whenever it springs forward, I try to make a conscious effort to go to just go to bed earlier. Just. And this it. is the last times the clocks move, correct? That's what they say. That's what they say. That's what Can they you say. believe what they say? No. Okay. We may be moving again, so we we'll see how it goes. Probably will be. It's right. like Groundhog Day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's Groundhog Day. Again. 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 Yeah. Oh, man. So, but yeah, good job yesterday. Thank I, you. Uh, like I said, mine was kind of broken up how I listened to everything, which I don't like that. But again, I'm always, um, I'm always amazed, um, when I watch our live stream. Um, you know, just, it's good to be connected. It's good to, right. that you can do that. And, and I really hope that people do that. I hope people stay connected, um, in, in some way, shape or form when we are, when you're, when you're not here, or if you missed a Sunday or two because you're sick or you're exactly. on vacation or, or whatever, cause it just really does help you keep up and keep you connected, especially if we're in a series or no matter what's going on. I mean, um, you know, just if it's a single or, or whatever yep. helps you keeps you connected. Um, but I'm always amazed that if I've ne- if I never have ever stepped foot here at RCC, when you when when the camera shows you what it shows you, you would never know what everything looks like. Um, exactly. It I, I would think it looks totally different than that. I mean, right. uh, it just just seems different. Yeah. But, um, but it looked great yesterday, and uh, I have to be honest with you. When you uh, started off with the um, the announcement about baptism, yeah, um, the blue background. With the blue, man, that oh, popped. Yeah, that yeah. popped big I'm time. I'm sure it did. And that TV look at that. looks humongous on um, my phone. Well, I'm sure next to me that well, probably it could has be, but I mean, the, the TV just looks big, and it's really not that big. What is it? Forty inch or forty two yeah. or forty two? Maybe it's fifty. The one up here? Yeah, it's fifty okay. inch. It's the same. Maybe as that's why it is. But it just looks huge. So I, like yesterday, I was like, that TV looks ginormous next to you, right? These toilets are gin- <laughs> right. These toilets are ginormous. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, good job yesterday. And um, thank you. Um, since I wasn't here, how'd it go? What did you feel like it went? Yeah, well I thought it went well. And- yeah, first service was a little light yesterday, but at- time change. Time weather. change. It was cold. It was snowy. Kind of expected that, but then second service was was full. And I had someone um, I talked to yesterday who normally comes to first service. Okay, but they were at second service yesterday, and right. they said, "Wow, there's so many new people." So many really? new faces, and they were like so many young families. Right? They were like, "That's awesome." I'm just like, "Yeah, God yeah, is, is God is moving. He's bringing those families here." And yep. I know that can be chaotic for our children's ministry wings sometimes, but oh, it's yeah. a good chaotic. I mean, it's a good. It is. It's a good chaotic good thing and, to, um, to have. But I, um, I thought the, um, I thought the message was good. And like I said, it's, it's, it was big time broken up. And yeah. um, for me, because I watched right, segments, right. and that's 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 the downfall of it. But um, yeah. So how, how did you land on that topic? I mean, what? Why did you? Why did you land on that topic? So yeah, and I and I said this yesterday, but I a couple months ago I was driving in my car, and and we've got the um, Amazon Music. Um, where we, we can listen to pretty much whatever. And, and so it, it plays. Yes. Nothing. I'm, I'm just listening. Oh, I, I have Sirius XM, but. Anyway, okay. Yeah. You listen Ro- to Willie's Roadhouse. Willie's Roadhouse. And so what it does is it will play kind of our, our 
frequent plays or okay. likes or, or songs that it thinks we'll like based off of our frequent plays. And so uh, we listen to a lot of Phil Wickham mm-hmm. and a lot of worship music, and, and but then it will throw in like Skillet and Thousand Foot Crutch and those bands that you like and Zach Brown and I have no idea what you're um, talking about, bro. You know, Waylon Jennings and, and oh, you know, so yeah. it's it's a gotcha. it's a mix. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. There. It is I, a mix, but you had me on Waylon Jennings exactly. But predominantly, it, it's mostly worship music. Okay. And so a couple well, months ago, I was listening Waylon's and worship. What's that? Waylon can be worshipped. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, She's like, you're interrupting me. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I, I heard a song by Shane and Shane for the first time. And um, love Shane and Shane. I know you you love Shane and Shane. I do. And um, just a great, great couple of guys. And, and, and their worship band is just really good down there in Texas. Um, but the song was called You've Already Won. And, and in what it did was it drove me back to this passage in Exodus chapter 16. And, and I love when that happens where when you hear a song and you hear a phrase in it or something, it reminds you of a Bible verse. Right. And, and so, um, it was in verse three and it says, there's mercy in the waiting, manna for today. And when it's gone, I know you're not, you are my hope and stay. Mm-hmm. And that, that second line, those three words just, I really felt like they just leaped out of the, the speakers in my car as I heard this song for the first time and just like tapped me on my shoulder and was like, mm-hmm. did you hear that? It was like, Hey, this promise was for the Israelites, but it was also for you too, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. God is going to give us what we need. It reminded me, actually, it took me back to Jesus's prayer as he's teaching. And I didn't mention this yesterday at all, but you know, as his disciples come to him and they're like, Hey, teach us how to pray. Mm. And so he goes through what we know as, as the Lord's prayer. And he gets to the part where he says, give us today our daily bread, you know, and for them, for his disciples, as they hear that, you know, their minds are probably going to go back right, right. to exactly. that account in Exodus where the Israelites, you know, where God provides for their needs by giving them manna. Exactly. And so those three words, uh, manna for today, just really stuck out to me. And it's like, man, that that's, that's such a great line and such a great reminder of the promise that, that God's going to take care of us. God's not necessarily going to give us, and we talked about this a little bit last week, mm-hmm. but he's not necessarily going to give us what we want all the time. Sometimes he might. But he's definitely going to provide for our needs. And I think that's the misconception that people have. They, they almost have a, have this, uh, look, um, or this, um, mindset that, um, you know, if I pray for this, God's going to give it to me. Right. And, and a lot of times we think because I'm such a good person or I've done this or, you know, I, I, I've served God. Why isn't God giving this to me when I have, you know, God, I need this. And, um, or God, I want this. And I think that sometimes we as an American people need to realize what's the difference between our wants and needs. Right. What is right. the difference between our wants and needs? Yeah. I mean, is it, do I really need another new car? Do I? Right. Do I really need another house? Do I need a, you know, do I need more clothes? Do I, do I need this? Because if you really look at what your needs are, um, and I think we said this last week, um, your need is to be, is to eat mm-hmm. and to be sheltered, right? Yep. That's your need. And a lot of us wouldn't be, um, <laughs> we, we, we wouldn't be, uh, we wouldn't be happy with just our, our needs being met, right? We, because our wants kick in because we have, we've lived the American dream and that's been the American dream for so many years. But if you ran the clock back, say, uh, let's just say a hundred years ago, um, that's not the case, most right. generally. Right. And people get in trouble when you go from your uh, needs to, to your wants. To your wants. Yep. 
And, um, because I, I can't think of the scripture right off the top of my head, but you know, it's like, you know, God takes care of the sparrows in the sky. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's going to take care of you. Yeah. But do we trust God enough to do that? Right. Because again, we'll read that one here in a little bit. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry yeah. about that. No, so. you're good. But I you uh, like whenever I preach, you like jumping ahead in the podcast. You do that to me too. So I do. You're right. Um, but you know, it's my time to do that because you know, I don't get to that, but yeah, enjoy. Exactly right. But I, but you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, um, we, we have this mindset that we almost deserve this stuff. Right. Do I? And, and part of that, I think too, is, you know, thinking as a parent too, you know, I think that's, that's on us as parents. Yeah. Because we cater to our kids and we give them way more than what they need. Well, yeah. Know. I mean, think about, think about, uh, lunches and dinners and things like that. I, I've been to people's houses and their kids are, don't like something. So they'll make something special for them. Growing up, I mean, if you, if you didn't like something, guess what? You didn't eat. Allie and I have had that same conversation. You don't eat. Yep. If you don't like spaghetti and meatballs, well, you either eat it or you don't. And breakfast is tomorrow morning at, before you go to school. So right. good luck with that. And guess what? You ain't getting a snack tonight either. Right. You can have some water. There you go. Yeah. Cause uh, I think that's where that, you know, you, you're right. I think you do teach yeah. them that. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> You've, okay. We've had this argument before. We, this we, yeah. Well, Allie and I've had that conversation before. It's like, you know, and it's, and we, you know, we're guilty of that sometimes. And, and I understand that, you know, Allie and I, what we eat sometimes isn't always appealing to the kids, you know, possum, possum and yeah, <laughs> that's sad. I'm like, I'm like, Dustin, you eat this possum or you don't eat. Tonight. You don't eat. That's how you, you know, yeah. right? <laughs> tomorrow we're having raccoons. So. Exactly. <laughs> and coon gravy. Coon gravy. Um, but yeah, so I, I we kind of dove in, uh, took a little deeper look in Exodus 16 and, and we look at the Israelites mm-hmm. and, and I said that, you know, as I read through this account, I'm reminded that the Israelites are a lot like us, um, or we're a lot like them, because, you know, we we tend to complain to God mm-hmm. when things don't go the way that we want them to. Um, and so we see them once again complaining to God, and but we also see God once again meeting their needs. Um, not their wants, but he met their needs. And so I read uh, Exodus 16, 1 through 3, it says... Then the whole community of Israel set out from Elim, and they journeyed into the wilderness uh, of Sin. Now, I know that's spelled sin. I stopped yesterday, and I said that. I actually heard John Piper talking about that um, recently, and it, it was a, from a recent message that he spoke. Um, I, I kind of have had that thought before. We're like, did they name it sin mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the Israelites mm-hmm. were sinning against God, because they uh-huh. were complaining, uh-huh. because they were disobedient? Right. And he said, no, that that has nothing to do with our English term sin. Right. He actually pronounced it seen, um, but it's because of the region that they're in, right. in near Mount Sinai, S-I-N-A-I. And so they entered the wilderness of sin between Elim and Mount Sinai. They arrived there on the 15th day of the second month, one month after leaving the land of Egypt. So it's not like, you know, a lot of time has passed mm-hmm. before for, you know, between what they saw God do for them. And a lot of stuff has come down the pike. A lot of stuff, it, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so one month after, it says, there too, so this isn't the first time, there too, the whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron. Oh, I know, I know, I know their plight. I know their plight. Right? Exactly. <laughs> that Craig Brads. Exactly. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted, but now you have brought us into the wilderness to starve us all to death. You know, when I read that, it, it kind of gets back to where we've been talking about for literally three years, yeah. almost three years now, 
Um, you know, you have to go with the facts of what you know about God as opposed to your feelings mm-hmm. and your emotions. Because think about what they've seen just in the last month yes. prior to yeah. this. Why are they not going off of that? What God can actually do and trust in Him? Exactly. But they're going off their feelings and emotions. Who, who which? I mean, why in the world they begged God for what almost four hundred years, right. deliver us from yep. slavery, yep. and now they're like, you know, if only you have left us back in Egypt. I mean, right. they people are and they're so lying about fickle. It. Yeah. They're like, oh, there we had pots filled with meat and all the bread we wanted. No, you didn't. That's like that's like that's like uh, 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 that's like. Um, Pardon me for, because I don't know the right word to say. It's like an old timer at church, right? Who's been in the uh, at church for a long time? Like, oh, well, you know, years ago we used to have such great worship and everything used to be so good. No, you right. did not. Right. It's not any change. It's not any different. Right. I was back there during that day, and guess what? The good old days weren't that great. They were just like they are today. Right. Um, right. So uh, you you have you, you get in a mindset of this is what it is, and you convince yourself, and they've convinced themselves. I'll be honest with you. They're all complaining, mm-hmm. and I bet they're all talking behind Moses oh, yeah. and Aaron's back. So this is what you yeah, get. It says the entire community yeah. complained to yeah. them. I bet, I bet. No wonder Moses got ticked. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No I. Yeah. But that's you know that's, you're right. We we do the exact same thing. You exactly. know, we 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 talk about that, and and unfortunately, I unfortunately so do I. When that's what I said, I said, you know, as I read the account and, and I talked yesterday about how Allie and I, the first time we went through the Bible recap, we're reading through this section Mm -hmm. of scripture together. And then we would talk a lot about it. And it's like, you know, man, I remember us having this conversation where I was like, the Israelites frustrate me so much as I read this because this. And so as we're talking, it's like, but how much am I like them? Like we're, we're more like the Israelites wandering through the wilderness than we want to admit because, you know, yeah, they frustrate me until I take a step back and it's like, wow, I am them. Um, yeah. that's exactly what, and I, and I said this, I said, you know, I, I, uh, complain and moan because I can't see the next turn on the road. You know, right. I, I whine because I expect things to be easy. I lie on the floor and I throw a temper tantrum like a three year old because I feel that I'm treated, being treated unfairly by God. And then I said, well, maybe I don't, Physically throw the temper tantrum, but to God, right? I bet that's what it looks like. Exactly. I bet God is like, just grow up, Brandon. Exactly. Pull up your bootstraps. I've got you. Exactly. You don't need that, but I've, I'll give you, or you don't, yeah, you don't need that, but I will give you what you need. You, you know, just want that. I, I, that's a good analogy because I've told Anita this that, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings or anything, but, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of complaints in the last three years. And um, we were at my daughter's house, and my youngest grandson threw a temper tantrum. Yeah, threw himself down on the ground. Literally, was kicking his feet. And um, and I pointed at him. I looked at Anita, and I'm not trying to offend anybody because y'all know I'm pretty outspoken. So I was like, "Was it really? That's what those people remind me of at church when they act like that. That's what exactly yep. what they're exactly. doing. They don't get their way in, in, in a roundabout way. That's what, that's they're, what doing. they're doing. Yeah. And I said. Um, uh, you know, with a three-year-old, you can pick him up and spank him and send him to your room. What do you do with a 60-year-old adult, right? I mean, yeah. what do you do with that? Yeah. So, um, but you know, here's the thing, as you were, as you were talking about that, you know, you don't know the corner, the, the around the corner. Doesn't the Bible tell me that, um, that God's word is a lamp into my feet and a light into mm-hmm. my path? And so that makes me want to get back to God's word that I, 
I'm going to have to trust him. Right. I got to trust his word. Right. And so God's not going to show me the entire, yeah. you know, the entire way, but he's going to, it's a lamp into my feet. Yeah. It, it doesn't say he's going that, to show me step by step. It doesn't say that it's a spotlight shining for, you know, way this, off in the distance. Yeah, it's just going to show you that next yeah, step. Exactly. Just it's to make like sure a, you don't stumble. It's not like high beams here. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so what I did next is is I just kind of recalled everything that the Israelites had seen God bring them through up to this okay. point. And so I said, first, while they felt unnoticed and unwanted and helpless in Egypt, God did two things. He first took notice of their situation in Egypt. He saw them. He, he understood right. that they were going through a tough time. And number two, he remembered his promise, his covenant that he made with their ancestor Abraham. And in Exodus 3 kind of backtrack quite a bit into Exodus, verses 6 through 10, we see God interact with Moses. And this is the account of the burning bush. Oh, yeah. Where Moses sees this bush off in a distance. It's burning, but it's not burning up. And so he goes closer and has this conversation with God. And, and God says this. He says, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt, I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites now live. That's a lot of ites. That is a lot of ites. Look, God says, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me. And I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abuse them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. Big call right there, isn't it? Big call. And then, and then I said, so Moses just immediately gets up and just goes, he's like, okay, God, no, he doesn't. He's like, but I'm not, I'm not good enough. Exactly. I'm not a good speaker. And God's like, okay, you're the guy I want. So I'm going to send your brother Aaron with you to go with you. Now, now go. Yep. It's like God, Moses essentially argues with God. Well, and that's the thing, too. You know, you have to remember, and I think all of us get into that. Um, God's called us to do a certain thing. God God, God, will, God will give us what we need. Exactly. Even though we might not be good at it. Right. He, and God is going to probably send you to the very thing that you don't want to do and you don't feel comfortable doing because that's exactly where he needs you to be. Because you know why? You're going to trust in him and you're going to, you're, you're going to lean on him and you're going to go to him for your wisdom instead of relying on your own laurels and your own abilities. Because, and I do believe that. I believe that with all my heart because, um, you know, um, you just, you really have to rely on God. And I, and I liked what you said and there you were like, remember, just as God saw his people in Egypt, he also sees you in your situation. And, right. and I believe that I, I think that sometimes we get into the mindset, oh, God doesn't, God doesn't care about me. Exactly. God doesn't know what I'm going through. No, right. God knows exactly God knows what exactly. you're going through. Anything we go through is not a shock to God. No. And here's the thing too. You got to remember this. Maybe God is allowing you to go through that to prepare you to get you to a place that you need to be, that you're going to help prepare somebody else to get them to a place that they need to be. Right. Because we have to stop complaining like the Israelites, and we've got to stop thinking in what we can see, touch, and feel, and smell, and we got to start looking at God from from the spiritual side. God, what are you you wanting me to do? And 
that's kind of been my thing over the last few years. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I get like Moses. I get irritated. But I, I get the same right. personality as Moses. Mm-hmm. I do. I got the same personality. He actually walks around with a, a big long staff. Like, I do. And I try to strike um, um, the rock, but no water no comes water out. Comes out. Exactly. It'd be awesome if it did, though. It, it would. Yeah. But anyway. But no, I mean, do you understand that? No, I mean, absolutely. You understand where that's 100%. at. But, but, you know, um, but when you're looking at God, you're relying on God. You really have nowhere else to go. And, yeah. you know, I know I've said this a thousand times over the last few months but you know the hardest thing you ever do is nothing is to wait on god right and to let god lead you because he wants you to stop and that's where he wants mm-hmm. one of the israelites that's where he wants us to mm-hmm. so yeah um, i talked about this a little bit later but it all boils down to one word and that's trust right you know we have to trust trust god you know, so often we try to trust in anything and everything we can do but that it doesn't matter and so what i did was you know I, I then continued on. That was just the beginning. That um, interaction that God has with, or with Moses is yeah. just the beginning yeah. of what the Israelites then begin to see him do. And I didn't even mention everything. You remember the the point where you know God turns Aaron's staff into a snake? Oh yeah. And then he reaches down and picks it up by the tail and it yeah. turns back into yeah. a staff again. Like that was the very first thing. But how cool would that be? Uh, I don't like snakes. I don't like snakes either. Yeah, so I, I don't. I don't know. Big time on that. Um, but Moses and his brother go to Pharaoh. They request the release of their people, to which there's a huge back and forth between them and Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's like, no, you can't go. Okay, yeah, you can go. No, you can't go. And then God continues to send these plagues, ten plagues total, on the land of Egypt against Pharaoh and against the Egyptians, finally resulting in Pharaoh saying, get out of here. Just go take everything you have. Take your people, take your possessions, Mm -hmm. take your flocks, Mm -hmm. and go. And um, if that wasn't enough, God then allowed the Egyptians that they were living among to find favor with the Israelites. Right. And God even tells Moses, like, this wasn't, this didn't just happen by chance. God says, he says to Moses, tell the people to ask the Egyptians living among them for these items. And, and so God, you know, through the Egyptians then provides them for their journey with food, mm-hmm. with clothing, mm-hmm. with silver, and with gold. I didn't mention this yesterday, that silver and gold and some of the fabrics that they had and all of that would then be used for the temple, mm-hmm. would be used mm-hmm. for the tabernacle. Right. God was already preparing for for them, not for their purpose, but to be able to worship Mm -hmm, him where mm -hmm. he was leading them. Um, And then I said, if that's not enough evidence for them that God was with them, he personally guides them. Right. He went with them. Exodus 13, 21 and 22 says, the Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or the pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. When God wanted them to move, the pillar moved. When he wanted them to stay, it settled. Well, you would think that if um, you had all that going on, you would have no issues or whatever trusting God at all, would you? No. I mean, well, if I had God running yeah. by a pillar of fire and a cloud, I would have to think that in some degree I'm going to be a little bit different than I am right now at this moment. You would think. So, yeah. But maybe not. I don't, I don't know, but... I guess that re- equates to us today, like mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's inside of us. Exactly. So why, why, why are we, <laughs> anyway, right? Yeah, and God's not done there. No. You know, He then leads them, He, he parts the Red Sea. Great. They walk great, across on, great. on dry land. When they get on the other side, then the Israel, or the Egyptian army starts to chase them. God causes the waters to come over to flood, uh, or not to flood, but to drown all of the Egyptian army. Um, right after that, um, God turns bitter water at Merah into good drinking water because guess what? The people complained Yep. again. Um, and I said, I said, I don't know about you, but if I witnessed all of that, I hope I would never, ever doubt God again. I hope I would never complain about my situation ever again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, but would I, I? Would you? I know, right? Probably. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, 
Uh, isn't that the uh, the stupid human element? The it human, is. Stupid and I hate that about myself. Yeah, right. Because I have seen God do stuff in my life. I know you've seen God do things in your life that you can't explain other than that was God's hand yeah. providing for me. Yeah, you know, it's like um, as much as you, as simple, just as complaining as, you know, getting up this morning and there was snow in my car. I was just like, right. oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I'm like, is this ever going to end, Lord? Right. Come on. You know, it's like, yeah, and, and it is kind of like tongue in cheek. But if, you know, if you start, if you start complaining, I think complaining b- breeds more complaining. It's like an avalanche. It is. And yeah. then it becomes like a cancer. That's all mm-hmm. you ever do. Right. And some people think that they're being good, but all, I mean, I've known people in every church I've ever been. They're the biggest complainers on the face of the earth, but they would never see themselves like mm-hmm. that. Oh, exactly. And that is such a tragedy. Mm-hmm. They don't see themselves as, and they really are. Right. And I don't know if the Israelite people thought, saw themselves like that. Right. I, I really don't. Oh, I don't think so either. I think, oh, you know, they're, they're just rolling yeah. with it. You know? and, and here's so. the thing too that we have to remember. This doesn't mean that placing your trust in God, it doesn't mean that things are going to be smooth sailing, that things never. are going to be easy. Never. There's still going to be trials in life. You know, Jesus said that. You've meant, you've read that verse mm-hmm. how many times? Mm-hmm. In this life you will have many trials. Mm-hmm. But take heart because I have overcome the world. It's one of my favorite verses. That's well, and good. again, you read Exodus 16.3, which goes along with what we're talking about. They, they, again, they said if only the Lord would have killed us back in Egypt. They yeah. moaned. They moaned. They're like, they're not just talking. They're moaning. And, and then they groaning. lied. Yeah. There we sat around with pots filled with meat and we ate all the bread that we wanted. You know what? They were working, some Bible scholars say they were working 16, 18, 19 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Making they bricks. They had to ate their own, they had to make their own bricks. And sometimes if the guys got, the, the masters got mad at them, they would take away their straw mm-hmm. and they would still have to make the same amount of bricks. Yep. So, I mean, no, they weren't sitting around with any of that. And the, but now you've brought us into this wilderness to starve us. All to death. Yeah, that's why I brought you out here. Because yeah. you know what? I wanted to starve God's people. That's exactly yep. why I brought you out here. Exactly. I wonder what Moses actually said back. You know he had conversations oh with him. Oh, my. I bet he, in his tent, the conversations between him and Aaron were just like, oh, what? I wonder if he just what thought, you doing? know what? I'm out, man. I'm right? out. I can't take these people no more. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, you're right. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that complaining is... And, you know, here's the thing. When you're complaining like that, like even if you complain to your spouse, mm-hmm. you guys can get into the grind of complaining. And then, you know, if you complain to a coworker, or if you complain to a friend or you complain to a relative, it gets into the uh, complaining. Because I've had people – I've had people actually tell me, well, it's just within my family. Still to make it right. Right. Still to make it right. You're still doing the very same thing that God tells you not to do. Yeah. doesn't matter if it's your spouse or your kids or your parents or, yep. or who it is. Can I be honest? No. Okay. You like possum. That's with not gravy. at all what I was going to say. Okay, I just... Yeah. There we sat around with pots of possum meat. Right. And coon gravy. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Mm. Mm. Anyways, about a week and a half ago, um, I was in that mode. I was complaining to my wife. And, yeah, and she I was, told me. Did she? She probably did. No, I'm teasing. And, and, and I was frustrated about something, and I was not trusting God. I was just kind of, you know, exactly what you were talking about just now. And and then there was kind of a moment where, you know, we weren't really talking and, and she was working and she was like, hey, are you going to read read through your sermon to me? One of, That's one of the things I like to do. I like to read through it out loud just to kind of continue to work through it. I don't know. You do the same thing. You get away and do that. Um, but I'll read it to her and just to make sure that everything flows and sounds right. right. I'm like, yeah, actually, I really need to do that. And so I, I got it out, started reading it. And I'm like, wow, 
thank you, God, for slapping me in the face with this. Like, right. I felt like I had written the sermon for myself, not knowing is like, hey, you're doing the exact same thing you're preaching against. You're mm-hmm. complaining. You're acting like the Israelites. You're not trusting me. And you just need to man up and, and place your trust in me and let me work everything else out. And, and so, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm I hear you so um, much like the Israelites. Well, I mean, I think sometimes when you, when you actually do speak, God, God is speaking to you mm-hmm. for things that you're go- needing to deal with or you need right. to get right. right. But he, even while you're trying to, while you're working on it with him, God can use you to speak because you're going through that. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's nothing more convicting than speaking something that you're, you're working on. Like the fruit of the spirit or right, praying right. or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the topic mm-hmm. is. Um, very convicting. It is. So. It is. So we get into the meat of the, the text here in Exodus 16 and we kind of talk about another. Can't get away from the word meat. Meat. We, we get into it's the like, possum of the text here oh, yeah, in awesome. Exodus chapter 16, beginning in verse 4. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, look. <laughs> it's a long passage, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It, well, and I didn't read the entire chapter, thankfully. He said, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day the people can go out. They can pick up as much food as they need for that day. I will test them in this. So God is is testing them. He's setting some boundaries, and he's seeing how obedient they're going to be. He says, I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, that's a big, that's huge right there. That could be a that could be like a two-week sermon series right there. Exactly. Just that line. On the sixth day, they will gather food, and when they prepare it, there will be twice as much as usual. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, By evening, you will realize it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. In the morning, you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your complaints, which are against him, not against us. Here they kind of, they're kind of like shoving the blame off on God, because the Mm -hmm. people are complaining, and they're not complaining against God, but they're complaining against Moses Mm -hmm. and Aaron. And they're like, hey, it wasn't us. And they said, what have we done that you should complain about us? And then Moses added, the Lord will give you meat to eat in the evening and bread to satisfy you in the morning, for he has heard all your complaints against him. What have we done? Yes, your complaints are against the Lord, not against us. Then Moses said to Aaron, announced this to the entire community of Israel. Present yourselves before the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the community of Israel, they looked out toward the wilderness. There they could see the awesome glory of the Lord in the cloud. I wonder what that looked like. I have no idea, but I'd like to see it. Me too. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the Israelites' complaints. Now tell them, in the evening you will have meat to eat, and in the morning you will have all the bread you want. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. Can I say something? Um, the the line there, uh, the one of the lines there in verse eight, where he says, um, you know, um, for the Lord has heard your complaints against Him. Yep. What have we done? Yes, your complaints have been against the Lord and not us. And you know what? I, I just got to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there's some moral thing or right. there's some unbiblical or doctrinal thing. Correct. If, if, if you're complaining, it's against God, not against me, not against you, not against exactly. worship, not against church. Folks, you have to realize when you complain, it is against totally God. Mm-hmm. I get it. If somebody is morally out of bounds or if they're doctrinally teaching something that's hair, 
heresy unbelievably yes then you should go to but there's proper channels to do that exactly but some people and i'll just say a lot of people even here just like to complain and Mm -hmm. wag their tongue and i'm telling you you go against god you're sinning you don't realize it i'm telling you this could be the very thing that keeps you from going to heaven right i'm just saying because this is one of the things that god talks about Mm -hmm. being divisive am i right or am i wrong absolutely and the older i get the the less um the worth I put in people's complaints because I really, when I was younger and you were probably the same way. I don't, I, it, you know what? They don't bother me at all. Yeah. It's like when I was younger, I was like, like, talk about I, it. I used to take, you know, offense to that and yeah. I would stress over it and I'd be like, and I would, I would take it personal. Now it's like, well, that's not a complaint against me. That's a complaint against God. You exactly. Know, I, I feel that I'm, you know, following God's command and, and leading in the way that he has called me to. And, yep. you know, I have to answer to God. I don't, I don't answer. To anyone else. Well, the funny thing about it is somebody complains, sends me something, or I hear something, you notice what I always do, don't you? It always pops back up in a sermon. Because right. I'm thinking, well, this is a teachable moment. Exactly. If, uh, if you're going to say it, and it gets mm-hmm. back to me, yep. or you're going to write it, it's going to get flopped out as a teachable moment of something you should not do, and, exactly. you're, and this is a sin. Exactly. And so, um, you know, you, you can... <laughs> You don't have to like it. It is what it is. I, here, we're, we're supposed to all be unified. Mm-hmm. The Israelites weren't unified, but the Bible talks about being in unity yep. and one yep. another so many times, but we don't do that. It's like right. we, you don't like this. I don't like this. So I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to speak bad about you. I don't like what you said. I don't like how, what song we sang. And all of a sudden it's like, what is this about me? What is this about me? Is everything's right. about me? It's not a, now it's not even about God at all. We're going to church. We're doing God things, but it's nothing about God. And, and I, and I love their, I can't remember where it's at in here, but, um, he talks about, does he say like the glory of the Lord at one point? Yeah. Because isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. It's about, yeah, there it is. Um, they were, they could see the awesome glory of the Lord in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Now we may not have a cloud, but we, I, I believe when you and I stop complaining and we put our focus on God and we allow the Holy Spirit to direct us, guess what we're going to see? The awesome glory yeah. of the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And don't you want to see that mm-hmm. i want to see it and i can't see the glory of the lord if i'm complaining about you mm-hmm. or something that you did or i don't like how something that we sang yeah you understand what i'm saying i i sometimes don't like something that we sang <laughs> i know me neither and I, you know what i don't always like what i say right I, I i would rather not but you know what i'm not gonna focus on that i'm gonna focus i, I want to see the glory of the lord and i want to glorify god absolutely and that's what it's all about and that's right? what it's about 100 yeah, percent yeah so, but good, that's a very good passage. Yeah, you know how is. many you know how many week sermon series is in those what? Oh, absolutely. Seven verses or whatever. Absolutely. But, yeah. Well, and I said, you know, what we see take place next, and I don't, we don't read anymore from Exodus 16, but you can go back and read it if you want. It's nothing short of a miracle from God providing for His chosen people, and and you know this promise that He's going to take care of them, that He's going to provide for their needs. That's the same promise that He gives to us. And so I said, you know, that evening is when it begins. And they're, they find the entire camp becomes covered in quail. So they have meat to eat that evening, quail. And the next morning, um, there's a strange dew on the ground that when it evaporated, it left a flaky substance and it tasted like, um, a honey wafer that was, um, maybe part of possum tail chips. Well, it could, I mean, okay, maybe not. Um, but it tasted like, you a know, honey- you do not know what manna was. Bro. I, I mean, really, you don't, yeah. you don't. Um, but it tasted like a honey wafer and the Israelites named it manna. And so God provided this manna for six days out of the week and gave them special instructions to only collect what they needed, not what they wanted, but what their family needed for that day. Um, or except for on the sixth day and they were to collect twice as much as they needed for the day of rest for the Sabbath day on the seventh day. And, um, essentially what happened was whatever food they 
had left over after that day, mm-hmm. they were supposed to what? Get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they didn't get rid of it, God told them what would happen. So again, exactly. he's, he's setting boundaries. He's testing their obedience. He's testing their trust to him. And he says, look, if you don't get rid of it, if you keep it till the next morning, it's going to rot and it's going to have maggots in it and it's going to be really smelly. Now that sounds like roadkill. It does. But guess what? Some of them kept it. They were disobedient. What happened to the manna? Why were they disobedient though? Because they, they thought they knew better than God. And they were trusting they God. Were were they were selfish. Yeah, yep. exactly. And what, what, what happened? Their manna was rotting, had maggots in it, and it had an awful smell. Made Moses mad. Again, he's like, ah, these people <laughs> made God angry as well. Um, and again, I said, I get so frustrated. I get frustrated with the Israelites as I read this. And then I take a step back and it's like, wow. That's exactly what happens when I try to take control of my situation without trusting God. And guess what happens? My food rots. It has maggots in it. Exactly. And that, and that's, and that's exactly the, uh, that's exactly the terminology. You know, uh, that would be a great uh, thing if you don't trust God, your, uh, your, your food has maggots in it. Yeah. Um, and you're being selfish. Your food has maggots mm-hmm. in it. That, that's a really good way to, maybe, I, maybe I'll quote you on that. Put your face up there and be like, put my Brandon emoji. says, your food has maggots in it. <laughs> right? Gross. That is gross. There's nothing worse than roadkill with yeah. maggots, but anyway, go. So I, I had three ways that as I read through this chapter, um, three areas that I was reminded of, of God's ways are better than mine in these three areas. The first was God's plans, that God's plans are better than my plans. And that is absolutely true. So often we try to take control of situations. We uh, yeah. think we know what to do, and we try to plan out our steps. I, I sometimes wonder um, – we get everything so under control. We think it's under control. We get it all mapped out. We figure out the cost. And, and I think even churches do this too. We we got to have everything down to the letter. And, and I understand. I, I I totally get it. I totally get. It. But where is the where is the leading of God's spirit? And where is the I'm going to trust God as a body of believers, or even for your family, or right. you know where does that come in? Because you have yep. to trust God at some point. Yep. You almost have to put like the blinders on and be like God. I don't know the next step, but I'm going to trust you for it exactly. and, and follow Him. To do that your so. word is a lamp to my feet it's going to guide exactly. me for that next step it's not going to tell me what's going to happen for the entire year exactly jeremiah twenty nine eleven. i like this um you know i know we read this a lot but it's a very good verse it and uh it says for i know the plans i have for you says the lord they are plans for what good and not for disaster mm-hmm. so if you have a if something goes wrong in your life you should never ask god why did you do this because right. that's not god's plan for you god did not plan that for you that is not of god exactly that's of satan so you have to realize that and he says to give you a future and to give you Mm -hmm. a hope and that i think that verse goes well with you know you know um when you know jesus come you know says that you know i've come that you might have life and have it what abundantly abundantly to the Um, full we don't have abundance if if you don't have hope and you don't have abundance you're not really walking in god right those those two verses kind of go hand in hand if you want to be honest with you so exactly And, and you know that future is God's idea of our future. It's not what we necessarily exactly. want. Exactly. And then I said, what about these verses from James? You know, Jesus says this in the book of James. He says, look here, you who say today or tomorrow, we are going to a certain town and we will stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. He said, how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. Fog. It's here a little while and then it's gone. Mm. What you ought to say is if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you are boasting about your own pretentious plans, and all such boasting is evil. Remember, 
it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not to do it. Now, I read that and I thought, wow, that verse 17 seems really out of place. You know, with the rest of it. But then you read it again. I I literally went back and I read that like four times. And I'm like, oh, that's not out of place. Because guess what? When we say, you know, if the Lord wants us to do this, we'll do it. You know, if not, that's, you know, I'm going to allow his leading in my life. Because guess what? If we know we ought to do and follow God's leading, but we don't, that's a sin. Exactly. And there's a line in that, in that scripture that you read in those, in those verses that if we took this verse seriously and we actually, um, thought of it in this way, I think it would totally change our mindset and totally change our life where he says your life is like the morning fog mm-hmm. or, um, it's, it's, it's here for a little while and then it's gone. And what is, um, what does David say? Your life is like a vapor, a vapor <laughs> gone. Mist. And you have to realize something if you realize, I mean, you know, here's the thing. Um, you know, and, and we were in uh, Tennessee this weekend and my friend and I were sitting out on the front porch. We're just talking about everything. You know, we've been, we've known each other for 32 years now and which is amazing. He's like 32 years. That, that has gone so fast. Right. And I'm like, yeah, when we started, when we met them, our daughter was four months old. Now she's wow. going to be 32 in a month. So, um, it's, it's one of those she's things. So young. I know, right? It's one of those things where your life is like a vapor. You know, I'll say things like, um, you know, I told you something about this was in 1978. Right. Well, that seems like yesterday. Now right. I realize a lot of time has passed because mm-hmm. a lot of life has passed. But honestly, if I'm looking back to 1978, there's times, there's some things about 1978 was like yesterday. Yeah. So boom, it's like a vapor. Mm-hmm. It's like a mess. It's like a fog. And, um, you know, 32 years ago, I, I'm just going to be honest. That went fast. Yeah. 32 yeah. years from now, I'll be like 90. Are we? Yeah. I may not be here. Probably won't be. Um, it's like a vapor. No matter if you live ninety, it's like a vapor. Yep. And um, and and I think especially folks, compared to eternity, and that's the point. And that because yeah. eternity is forever. Forever. And so that's why we have to get this right here on this side of heaven. And that's why you know that's why I talk about you know things that we talk about. Yep. COVID and don't get distracted by the world. Don't listen to what's coming from the White House. Don't listen to what's coming from the government. Go actually whatever they tell you to do that you think is not godly, go against it. Yep. Do do the exact opposite, and you're going to be 100 percent correct on right. most of this stuff because they will lead you. They're leading you away from God, and and it's not really them. It's Satan leading exactly. you away from God. And so anything that gets you to lead you away from trusting God and you being afraid and all that. It's not of God. It's of Satan. So when you look at this and, you know, you go back to even the Jeremiah 29 scripture, the plans I have for you is are plans for good, not for disaster. Yeah. You know, you you, you really have to put your 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 hope in in what's the most important thing. And I'm even for Christians, it's the hardest thing you're ever going to do. And that's legitimately you're you're absolutely right. And, And Satan, I bet you in that Israelite community. He was sowing those seeds of discord. Sure, he was. he was causing them to complain. But guess what? He does that too in the church. Oh my goodness! You know, yeah. it. Not a lot has changed over those, you know, no. few thousand years. But the second um, area that I was reminded of is that God's timing is better than mine. And but let me just tell you this: we don't think so, right? Guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Guarantee. It. And even you will be tested on this this mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. after you even said it, because mm-hmm. we're. We always have to go back to the timing of God. Yeah. And God's timing is not my timing. Right. And, but, and the outcome might not even be the same, but the outcome that God wants is that, right. is what he wants. So this is a hard thing. So folks, don't, don't, don't breeze over the timing 
this timing thing with God. You, right. you have to give it up to him on this one. This is hard. Yeah, because so and we live in a day and age where we can get pretty much whatever, you know, Amazon Prime. Right. I ordered some amount of coffee. I'm not getting it right now. Right. So. I ordered you want me to text somebody? Yeah, maybe they'll bring it in. Right. I, don't know. I ordered um, something yesterday from Amazon. It's going to be here tomorrow. And Ten years ago, that would never have happened. No. You know, that's just the day and age we live in. Exactly. If we want to watch a movie, we can download it, and it's downloaded now. And so, what the the thing is is that God's timing is better than ours. And I said, you know, as I I read this account of the Israelites, and I take a step back and I look at myself, I'm reminded of Ruka Salt from. Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory when she's like, I want it now. Right. You know, she was like, I want a goose that lays a golden egg. I want the right. that boat until she, they rode through that tunnel and it was really creepy. Well, that goes back like, to your wants and needs, right? Exactly. I mean, everything goes back to that. Exactly. You know, I, yeah. I like uh, Psalm 27 verse mm-hmm. 14. It says, wait patiently. This is what I mean. Sometimes the, the hardest thing you're ever going to do is nothing. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Mm-hmm. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. The most brave, the most courageous thing you're ever going to do yep. is nothing mm-hmm. as you wait patiently for God to work. There are some Christians guaranteed, and I know this because I, I, I listen to them. I've had conversations with them, guaranteed they've never waited patiently on the God. Right. They don't know what that's like. They can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's one of the most humbling but most rewarding and most fulfilling things you're ever going to do. But when you're asked to do it again, it's still going to be the hardest thing you're ever going right. to do. Yeah, hardest thing you're ever going to do. And I love that too. Why does it say? Why does? Why is that line in there twice? You know, whenever you read right? a, a Bible verse and and it repeats itself, you probably ought to take a step back and listen to it. Exactly. And, and the psalmist mentions that twice. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes. Wait patiently for the Lord. He's kind of driving that point home of mm-hmm. God's for timing sure. is better than your timing. Um, and, and so I said, you know, God has called us to be obedient to him. You know, we want to have control. We want to manipulate the situation. Exactly. Um, and, I, and I asked a question. I said, how many can look back over a situation in your life, and as you look back over it, you realize that God's timing was so much better than yours would have ever been? Right. I said, I can, multiple times. And then I realized that not only was his timing better, but the outcome was better as well. Exactly. Exactly. Um then you had uh, point three, which I liked. I, li- I thought this was really good because mm-hmm. I think that uh, we get caught up in our own stuff. We get caught up in what we can do or what we financially can do. And number three, you had uh, God's provisions are better than mine. And, you know, you read this passage of Scripture that was really familiar, but it's one of those right. passages of Scriptures that it's kind of like some of the ones that we've been reading. It goes in one ear and out the other. We've heard you know it so I mean? much, yeah. yeah. Because it says um, Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34. It's a long passage. It is. Um, that's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. How many of that just scold right there, mm-hmm. right? Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body's more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store for uh, food in barns. For your Heavenly Father feeds them. This is what I was talking about. You're like, yep. where I got scolded for jumping ahead. Uh, exactly. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can your worries add a single moment to your life? Man, that is that not yep, a good question? That is a great line. You know, that's something that probably some of us need to write down on our dashboards of our car and our mirrors at home, right. put on refrigerators. When you start to worry, look at that and say, can your worries um, add a single moment to your life? Mm-hmm. No, I'll tell you what they will do. They'll take away from it. Exactly. You'll lose time Exactly is, is what will happen. It goes on to say, 
And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. Don't they work and make their clothing? Yet Solomon in all his splendor was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? I love Jesus. Oh, my goodness. He just throws it out there like, why do you have so little faith? So can your worries add any time to your life, and why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, well, what will we eat, and what will we drink, and what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts, are you ready, of the unbeliever. So if you say that you're a Christian and these things dominate, are you an unbeliever? But your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. There's that word again. So God already knows what I need prior to me asking. But seek ye first, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and give you, and he will give you everything that you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Boy, that's enough. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Today's trouble is enough for today. Yep. Oh my goodness. So it gets back as Jesus is talking. It boils down. You have to, you just have to trust God. Yep. You have to trust God for everything. He, he's explaining to us, here's what it is. Here's the score. Here's what it's all about. Can your worries add time to your life? No. And why are you having so little faith? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wish the Christian community, when somebody started complaining or gripe about something, you just look at them and be, why do you have so little faith? Right. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. Maybe the next time we start um, complaining about something or worrying about something, we hold each other accountable. We, ask, we look in the eyes and say, you know, I love your brother or sister, but why do you have so little faith? I'll tell you, you there's going to do one thing. It's going to either convict you or you're going to get hit. You know what right. I mean? So uh, it's hard. It's exactly. Hard, but yeah, and I love that. That's you know that that's a, a really harsh teaching from Jesus. It's mm-hmm. like God, God provides for the birds. Mm-hmm. He provides for the flowers. He makes them beautiful. Mm-hmm. But Jesus says you are so much more valuable to God than they are. He's going to provide mm-hmm. for you as well. You know, he's he's saying you know like you said, trust me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you what you need to sustain mm-hmm. you. And I said, growing up, as I grew older, I found myself like Veruca Salt saying, I want, I want, I want, I want. And a lot of times my mom would just smirk and she'd look at me and she would say, well, Brandon, you're old enough for your wants not to hurt you. And essentially what she was saying, you don't need that. Right. You don't need that pair of Jordans. You don't need that pair of jeans. You don't need this or that. i tell you what you do need. Coffee. And. And possum. Possum meat. That's right. But essentially what she was saying was, trust me. Right. Trust me and I will make sure you have what you need. Right. Right. To survive, what you need to sustain you. And that's what God's saying. He's saying, trust me. And I came across a story. That's why I, I had the, um, the glass jar of dum-dums. Right. Sitting up there. I got a Snapchat from my sister. Uh huh. Yesterday and it was me. Um, she was home with a migraine. So she was watching our live stream. And on the Snapchat, it said, look at the dum-dum. I think she was talking about the suckers in the jar. No, I don't think so. Oh, she wasn't. No, I don't think so. She but, says uh, she was, but that's uh, that's pretty good. Uh, but anyways, I came across this this story, and and it says it was by an unknown source. I said I wish I could give somebody credit. So Craig Brad once said this. Oh, goodness! A young boy went to the local store with his mother. The shop owner, a kindly man, passed him a large jar of suckers and invited him to help himself to a handful, not just one, but a handful. Uncharacteristically, though, the boy held back. So the shop owner pulled out a handful for him and handed it to him. When outside, the boy's mother asked why he suddenly was so shy and wouldn't take a handful of suckers when he was offered. The boy looked up at his mom and he replied, because his hand is much bigger 
than mine. Wow. And I said, I don't know if that story is true or not, but I love that because guess what? God's hand is so much bigger than our hand. And that's that's the whole point, right? Yep. And that's trusting. Yep. Trusting that he's going to do that. Yeah. In Exodus, I went on it in Exodus 17, uh, that same um, account that I heard John Piper say something earlier. I, I watched a, a sermon. He Love was in, John Piper. In, in Exodus 17. And we see God lead the Israelite community. It's the very next chapter. They, they've went through all this. God's right. provided manna, quail, everything. He's provided for their, their needs. Mm-hmm. Um, God leads them. It says he, he calls them to go to camp in an area with no water. It wasn't a shocker to God. Mm-hmm. He knew that. And what do the people do? What do you think they do? Exactly. They complain. That's what we do. Did you not know that? Exactly. Once more, God provides for them. And John Piper says this. He says, we may not understand all the reasons why God chooses to bring us into a waterless encampment. But story after story in the Bible, including this one, is God's word. Trust me. And that's... Those those two words are the the hardest, I think. You know what he says? He says... They didn't. They didn't trust him. And we don't trust God either. No. We're hard. We don't. The, the, those are two of the hardest things you're ever going to do. Trust me. Trust God. Yep. Trust God. Mm-hmm. You're going through a bad time. Marriage is going. Trust God. Yep. Man, how do you do that? Here's what you're trying to do. You're trying to figure this all out on your own. You're not going to God. And here's what you always have to do. Mm-hmm. Here's how you trust God. It always goes back to his word. What we like to do is we like to put a little stock in what we hear, a little stock in what we read, a little stock in a television program, a little stock at church. Now, you have to trust God fully. How you trust God fully is trusting God's word. Exactly. And understanding that God's word is the one that I need to go to first above anybody else's, more than a friend, a relative, a neighbor, whatever. Yep. God's word's it. Absolutely. So I agree with him. I agree with him on that. And so I said, I, I love how the Bible is intertwined, how everything, New Testament, Old Testament, it all points to the Messiah. It all points to Jesus. And as we read through the encounter in Exodus, we see God, you know, giving his people what they need. He's, we see God saving his people with bread. Right. And then God also made a way to save us as well by bread. And that was the bread of life. I read this as I closed out last or yesterday and said, um, John six forty seven to 51, Jesus says here, he said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread which I offer so the world may live is my flesh. Wow. And he was pointing to the cross. He was pointing to how he was was going to die. Um, and he said, you know, the Israelites, they ate manna from heaven and they died. Yeah. But you have an opportunity to be saved eternally. If you eat the bread of life mm-hmm. and I said, you know, I kind of led into communion and I said, you know, we, we take communion every week. I said, and we don't take communion because it tastes good. I said, honestly, the little wafers that we, we eat, it may have had the same consistency as the wafers they ate as manna, Maybe. you know, it wasn't really to be desired, but that's not what it's about. No, it's about remembering and reflecting and celebrating and worshiping God for what he did through mm-hmm. Jesus. Exactly. You know, 100%. the juice maybe doesn't taste that great. But it's not about the taste. It's no. about honoring God for what He did through Jesus. That's exactly what it's about. It's all about. It's all about that. Um, and we and we get off track. I mean, how, how how much different would our life be if our life just funneled through um, God's Word and funneled right back to God? Everything we did, all our decisions, yeah. every reaction that we did, right? 
I know it would be very difficult because we're all human, mm-hmm. but I mean, even if we up the ante and raise the bar on ourselves, I wonder how that, that would be. I mean, yeah, totally changes, totally yep. changes, but good job yesterday. Thank you. Good job. I really appreciate you doing that. And, um, you need to do that more often. Yeah. I'm glad you're back. You need to do it more often. I'm glad you're back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My wife told me, she was like, Hey, tell Craig, this is the last time change so he doesn't have to preach. Nah, or I don't that. have to preach yeah, anymore. You, you will have to preach. Don't worry about that. Every time I preach, a kid gets sick. That's the way it's supposed to be, bro. That's Satan. Trust God. I do oh. trust God. Oh, thanks. Appreciate oh. That. <laughs> <laughs> so this coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. Different Sunday coming up. It's going to yep. be good. I hope you guys come back. LifeWise Sunday is coming this Sunday, March 19th. Going to be doing this in our 9 and 1030 uh, worship service. Uh, going to give you an update how God's been moving in this program. This is a great program. Isn't it, it is very I mean, good. we've got a lot of kids coming to this, and yep. I think, and we support this. So I want you guys to be ready and to, to hear what God is doing, and I hope you plan to be here and support this awesome ministry. Yes. And then also this coming Sunday is our all-church breakfast. It's going to be hosted by the Young at Heart Ministry, and um, it's going to be Sunday the 19th, buffet-style breakfast in the Fellowship Hall. Prior to the first and second service, breakfast will be served at 8 to 8.45, and then again at 9.45. Just come and enjoy it. You going to enjoy it? I, I love do. breakfast. We're actually having breakfast for dinner tonight. It doesn't get much better than that. It doesn't get much better than and that. And then Common Thread is making lap quilts for the nursing home on Tuesday, March 21st from 1 to 3 in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, for details on materials you need to know, you can contact uh, Darla Ullman or contact the church. We'll get mm-hmm. you into that way. So you already announced this Sunday, yep. and um, we're having Baptism Sunday. Baptism so. Sunday next Sunday. so uh, The 26th. Yep. If you are ready to be baptized if you have questions about baptisms if you want to talk about being baptized um we would love to sit down with you email the church office and um, set up a time um, where we can get together or if you have a kid a child or a teen we have books they're they're the same title mm-hmm. but they're mm-hmm. we have them designed for children as well as teens called taking the plunge great book to go through you go with through them with your child or teen um and then we would still sit down with them and, and talk with them about baptism so hopefully we'll have a good day that day, and so all come out for that. And um, I always like that. That's a great topic. It is. It's an awesome topic. It is. Um, we've got Easter events coming up. Our sermon series for um, Easter on for the second and the ninth is going to be victorious. Uh, we have an Easter egg hunt that's going to be on April the first at Richwood Park, and we're collecting candy donations as well as seeking volunteers. Check in begins at twelve thirty. Everything's free. There's going to be food, mm-hmm. inflatable, cake walk if you would like to help music. With the, yep. If you would like to donate for the cake walk, go to richwood.church forward slash sign up. And then in the other category, just click the other category and type cake walk and somebody will be in contact with you. Perfect. Good Friday service, April 7th, at 6 p.m. Yep. Um, so then we have Easter Sunday services on the 9th. At 9 and 10.30. Yeah, 9 and 10.30, so that'll be good. And then just uh, plant a bug in your guys' ear. This is coming up. Uh, we have the Walk for Life coming up. Yes. And uh, um, we're going to help uh, link up with the New Path Pregnancy Resource Center uh, for, the, for their Walk for Life. It's going to be on Saturday, May the 6th in Marysville. Uh, this is an awesome event, I think. I think the whole family can join in this. Check-in begins at 9.30. The walk is at 10. And uh, you can register at newpathprc.com yeah. for that. Hey, you knew that. You're good. I don't know where that came from. Just You just knew just, it. Just knew it. 
And then we have the baby bottle campaign coming up, and I know this is a ways off, but get ready. Grab a baby bottle. Starts on Mother's Day, ends on Father's Day. We fill up uh, baby bottles with money, change. Um, if you want to write checks, dollar bills, whatever you want to put in there. It's going to be money. Balloons. Huh? Gold doubloons. Of whatever you want to do. And that's going to go from Mother's Day to Father's Day. You bring those back by that time and those, all those go to mm-hmm. the New Path Pregnancy Center. So a lot yep. of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. You missing anything? I don't know if I am or not. Anything coming up this week? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what's coming up this week. Really? Oh, I do know. I do know what's coming up this mm-hmm. week. I don't know how I could forget. Um, my wife has a birthday mm-hmm. tomorrow. That's true, and um, it's not what I'm talking about. But okay, okay, I, just hang on. I'm okay. going to get there. So I want to wish her happy, happy birthday, happy and, birthday, Anita, yeah, happy birthday to Anita. And um, you know, it's been um, I won't tell her age, but um, she's getting younger every time. I think mm-hmm. she's turning 39. Not mistaken. A year older and than then, she's a year older than me. You have a birthday. I do. Is that what we're talking about? Nope. Gosh. Okay. On Wednesday. Correct. And you will turn 38. 38. Yeah. So you're just a year younger. I'm a year younger than, than Anita. Anita. So happy birthday to you. Thank you. So um uh that's good. So, so let me think here. Hold on. What is the what uh, Tomorrow is Anita's birthday and Oh yes. Prayer night. Not a prayer. Six PM. There it is. Yes. Tomorrow night, six PM in the uh, church sanctuary. Yep. So join us for that. That's yeah. always a good time. I look forward to that. Yeah. And um, you know, who knows? We might give a free can of possum meat if you guys come on in. We might. There we set up prayer night with pots of possum meat. And, <laughs> and all the bread gravy. we could eat. And all the coon gravy that we can sprinkle on oh, it. Oh, awesome. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was a good way to start. And end. I had uh, Snapchatted the uh, possum yeah. can. And uh, Molly Nauman texted back. She went, I will fast forward through that. <laughs> Enjoy, Molly. No, you have to listen to it. You will actually love it. So if you did, run it back. It's exactly. at the beginning. So. Exactly. Uh, right. So anything else? I don't think so. No. I think I'm good. What about you? I'm pretty good. Good job yesterday, though. Appreciate it. Thank and, you. Um, good to have you back. Good, good to see you. Good to be back. Um, hopefully we'll have some warmer weather. But oh, actually, goodness. I saw the weekend's supposed to be cold it's, again. It's going to be bitter. So What is going on? You know what? I'm not going to complain. Not trust exactly. God. Trust God. Trust he God. He knows what he's doing. Craig and Brandon, trust God. He knows what he's doing. He so, what he's doing, yeah. well, thank you all for listening. We hope you have a great week. Um, we hope you will join us back again next week for another episode of Grounded. Craig, have a great day. I'm going to have a great day. See y'all. <laughs> <laughs>